Hello there. This is Stacy May, and you are listening to IMB Podcast. And this week's topic is one that we hear all the time in media, social media, um, news, network channels, just everywhere, all the time. And it is mental health. Now, my perspective for this week's episode is not uh, mental health during COVID or anxiety, depression during COVID. No, because anxiety has been here long before COVID and it will be here long after COVID is a distant memory like H1N1 or Ebola. Um, so I just wanted to give my my take on it and different tips that I have picked up and hopefully that they can help uh, somebody out there. And just things that I've learned, again, from myself and my experiences, as far as um, ways to make it better, to quote unquote, avoid some of these extreme circumstances. So we're just gonna dive right into it. Uh, First and foremost, I feel, and it sounds so stupid to say this, Now, I'm not saying it coming from a place of ignorance because I get it, but I feel like it's not um, black mental health matters. It's not women mental health matters. It's not Latinx mental health matters, teachers mental health. It's not a marginalized group, you know, that's more important to anybody or we shouldn't have to like bring a megaphone to the party to say, hey, my stuff matters and my stuff matters too. It's mental health. This is how we function. Like this is how we handle the day to day. Like even if you're just simply tired, like nothing's wrong with you. You're just tired. You're sleepy. That affects your mental health. Like take a nap. You know, so I feel like it's ridiculous that, you know, that that has to be said or reminded um, that one thing or one person's group, so to speak, uh, shouldn't matter more than others. Everybody. It's just mental health matters. Just normalize that before we try to continue to put it in a box or put it in a group because in outside of the people who are already hurting the group, which is a whole other topic in itself, um, by us um, putting it in a box and putting a label on it, like in ways we are putting more harm than good because we're so focused on that particular group and that section of people instead of trying to be inclusive for everybody because it does matter for everybody. Um, but anyway, a quick little backstory for me. I, for one, was a person who never, ever, ever, ever thought anxiety was real. I never thought depression was real. I always thought it was stupid. I always thought um, it's something that's made up. It's make-believe. And it's just something that people say to get attention. Um, And it wasn't literally until this year, until 2020, that, you know, I finally realized, you know what? Hey, there is more to this, you know, and in some ways like you do have to have empathy and sympathy and cut people slack so for me um due to covid everything was just so different it was different for everybody but at the beginning of this year in the past couple years my family and i were travelers traveling the country for my husband's job and during the time that covid like exploded uh we were living in north dakota you know, and everything was fine at first. 
but like nothing was changing and even though like at that time North Dakota really wasn't that bad like it was one of the least amount of cases in the country you know but it was still affecting you know jobs and everything and because we were travelers you know our uh placement I guess wasn't priority because you're a traveler you can go anywhere um so even though we thought that everything would just blow over, you know, like, ah, Americans, dramatic, <laughs> blowing this out of proportion, everything will be fine. And there will be no change. There will be no news. There will be nothing different. And ultimately, um, we lost out on that contract. Um, we were supposed to, like, stay for a long time and everything. And we had to leave. And there was no other job lined up. There was no other state to go. There was nowhere else to go. Um, and everything was just looking like we have to move back home to Virginia. And it was like, uh, we don't have money. You know, this is unexpected. You know, this wasn't something that we could just save for, you know, or that quickly. You know, we didn't have any plans in moving home anytime soon. And we were just wondering, like, how are we going to survive? You know, my husband and I and our two small kids. It was a lot, you know, all that to say. So that definitely introduced um, anxiety to my life in this realistic perspective. Because it was just thinking, like, I'm I'm going to be homeless. Like, I'm going to be homeless. We're going to live out the car. Um, and I just, I don't know. Like, it'll get better. That was the thing. I believed, I genuinely believed that it was going to get far worse before it got any better. And I'm like, we're just going to be those people that are like the people on TV, um, like the Tyler Perry's or the Steve Harvey's. Like I had to live out of my car for three years. Now I knew it wasn't going to be no three years, but I was just like, it's going to get ugly before it gets pretty. And I just don't want to have to, to have to deal with that at all. Um, but anywho, it just, it, it bought on a lot. And during that time, I just genuinely, I hated evenings. I hated seeing the sunset um, because it was a reminder that night was coming and everything was just worse at night. At that time, that was when the thoughts would get worse um, and my heart would beat really fast. I would feel nauseous, wondering if I'm going to get sick. Um my stomach will really hurt. Do I, you know, do I have to use the bathroom? You know, just all, all this stuff. It was just a lot, just thoughts racing in my head, thoughts that weren't true, unanswered questions. It was just, I mean, just stuff coming in nonstop. And it even got to the point, and this all happened like throughout the month of April, mind you. Um, it was just, it was, it was frustrating uh, because it just felt like, um, I don't know what to do. And it even got to the point where it was like, okay, um, what? It just felt like, uh, even in like the next day, uh, like, oh, okay, the sun is up. And that used to make things better, especially if it was a sunny day. Um, but it got to the point where it's like, ah, like it looks nice, but I don't care. You know, I don't care if it's a sunny day. Like this doesn't feel good enough. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I try to watch something funny on TV and I don't know. Um, so it was a lot, you know, so from that, uh, incident, I, I finally understood and was taking things into perspective. Um, meanwhile, I had to, it, it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of learning throughout that time. Of course, it was beyond scary. Um, 
And I felt like if I could go back and not go through that, would I? Absolutely. That's how I felt. Like, who wants to feel this way? Who wants to feel like there is this cloud that's just over you? Um, whenever my husband would ask me, because of course he was worried. Um, and then along with these anxious thoughts, you know, because I was so scared, I was just thinking about, you know, ending everything. I, you know, then the suicidal thoughts come up and it got to the point where it felt like, you know, even though I'm a mother and I cared deeply about my kids, it just felt like it doesn't even matter at this point, you know, because who wants to suffer in front of their kids that badly you know it just everything just felt like what is the point you know and I feel because it's gonna get ugly before it get pretty I'd rather not deal with the ugly and I had to keep fighting against those thoughts um literally every day throughout the day and I just I didn't know what to do and throughout um throughout that time I had to learn these several things that I'm about to bring up now. Uh, For one, I had to learn uh, to call a spade a spade. Uh, My husband, whom I love dearly with all of my heart, is my best friend, my mentor, my counselor, um, my protector, everything. Uh, He's always straight up with me when I don't want him to be. (laughs) Like a good spouse should be. Um, he, he tells me things that I don't want to hear or that I do want to hear in the way that I need to hear, whether if I need compassion, he'll give compassion. If I need the straight up and I don't want it and didn't ask for it, he's still going to give it to me. And he doesn't care how I feel afterwards because he knows it'll help me. Um, but because I, I pride myself on being this strong person or this positive person, this goofy person who just doesn't deal with stuff like this, quote unquote, he had to keep telling me it's an anxiety attack. You're you're dealing with this. And I never wanted to accept that. And I actually didn't accept it till like a month ago. Mind you, this this little story is from April. So so I didn't like it it took a while. It's a process, but I had to accept what it was. So even though I don't think I'm perfect at all, um, I feel like I'm on a good little road there. You know, that's everybody's road. It, Everybody's goal in life should be to strive for perfection. Will we ever achieve it? No. But can we get as close as we possibly can? I will see. So that's, that would always be my thing. Like, oh, I want to be happy and I want to be cheerful and I want to be this and that. And he would just say, you're dealing with this. It's an anxiety attack. You need to call it what it is and you need to attack it head on because you're just, you're just trying to skate around it. And I would be, I didn't want to call it anxiety because I felt like, well, if I call it that, then I'm giving life to it. And I don't want to give life to it because I want to be done with it, you know, or just the mention of that word. I feel like it's going to make things worse. And I just don't want to deal with it at all. Um, But I had to learn that. And um, I feel like on one hand for whoever this reaches to whoever that that this is for and who needs this um if you're the person that's like me who's like you know oh i'm you know i'm the the spiritual person you know i'm the person who just who just doesn't deal with this and this isn't my problem or if you're the person that you know you're not spiritual but it's it's just not your problem and you're just like wanting to deny this or you think you're over it um 
if the signs are there for you, um, then yeah, it, it probably is better for you to attack it head on. Okay, this is that. And if that bothers you, how much it bothered me, because I hated it. I hated when he kept saying it. I'm like, stop, shut up, stop saying it. If it bothers you, then address it. Let it bother you enough to where you fix it. Um, I feel like that that's very helpful when I finally received it um, last month, this month, really. Um, when you can finally receive that message, you'll go so far. And on the other hand, I feel like because of the society that we live in, I feel like everybody wants to normalize things that are not okay. Um, like in the beginning when it was like, oh, let's normalize this and let's normalize that. It was like, oh, okay, inclusive, bring awareness. And it made sense. But like how much uh, suicide and anxiety and depression is normalized in today's society, it makes it seem as if um, we don't have to really, I don't know, I want to say like hold people accountable. Like We don't have to change them. If they say that we have anxiety, then just let them have the anxiety. Just leave them alone. Let them be. And if they have it, they have it, you know, and if they don't, then they don't. Um, and I feel like that's not okay either. You know, like accepting it is the first step. Next step, it is the, okay, what are you going to do to change it? Because it, I strongly believe, and I know it for a fact, um, the end goal is not to live with this. Like there are even people who were diagnosed with cancer and like their cancer gets cured and and they can go throughout the rest of their life and not have to deal with that cancer. Like it doesn't come back. And again, I'm not saying this in the sense of ignorance, but it's the fact that for some people, it's an unpopular opinion. This is not something that you have to deal with. If this is a life that you like, you don't like this area of life. Who likes anxiety? Who likes to be uncomfortable? Raise your hand, you know, so I can just sit there and just look at you like you lying. Because no, nobody likes that. Nobody wants to feel uh, so down on their luck, feel so hopeless and feel so worth it. You know, you don't like it. So instead of thinking like, uh, um, I'm more comfortable with the anxiety and finding a way to get around it than trying to find change because I don't know if I'll get through it. You have to pick the change. Uh, you, you just, you, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, um, because that's what I often see now are the people who say that they deal with it a lot. Um, it's for that reason. It's because, oh, I'm, I'm more comfortable with where I am. And of course they don't say these things and they will never say these things, but you can tell that through their actions, you know, okay. Like, well, well, what are things that, that you realize? You know, what are things that you can get around? Uh, like, for instance, um, I I know someone who's, uh, who's very close to me. And it's like a lot of uh, triggers, you know. Meanwhile, it seems like one second it's, oh, these are my triggers. Yet and still, you go back to that same situation. Well, if you know what your trigger warning is, then you have to stay away from those things. Um, like for me, a, a trigger for whatever reason 
anything that wasn't a comedy. If it wasn't a comedy, if it wasn't a kid show during that time, I was like, I got to take a break on this. And y'all already know, like, Power is, like, the number one show. Um, and that is my show. So, um, and this was, like, Power, like, last season of Power. So, again, y'all already know. Um, Power is not no comedy furthest thing from a comedy furthest thing from an uplifting show but it felt like I I can't watch it or trying to make an exception because of course y'all know I had to watch the show I don't want to watch it at night you know I don't I don't want to watch it at night I don't want to watch it when it's dark outside I'd rather watch it when it's sunny you know but when it's like evening time I don't want to watch any drama even if it's something like Grey's Anatomy it's just not, it's not uplifting. It's not funny. It's a drama. I just constantly wanted to put stuff in me that was things for kids, things that were amusing for children, or things that were show enough comedies, things that were funny. So for me, if I knew that anything that was negative just happened to be a trigger warning, and it's not like it was making me think, oh, if I see power, then I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going to be homeless. For all my power fans, y'all know that doesn't they don't they don't talk about that that's not their storyline it was just this negative imagery that I would be watching would trigger the the negative thoughts that was in my brain already and I didn't need anything trying to trigger anything I needed a happy distraction so in me realizing that oh okay let me you know let me change what it is that I'm watching uh let me change what I'm listening to um I like a lot. I like an array of music. <laughs> um, and I am a Meg Thee Stallion fan, like borderline super fan. But during that time that it wasn't a hot girl season uh, because I just needed something that could help tend to my soul and help my spirit. So during that time, it was I needed worship music. I needed music, you know, that can make me closer to God because I already knew that he was the one that could answer all of my prayers. Um, so just those kinds of examples, if you know what triggers you, if large crowds trigger you, um, then if you're with this person or you're with these people, oh, I just want to make them happy. No, don't go. Because are you not aiding and abetting to this anxiety issue because what good is it and you're saying oh I'm gonna go to support this person meanwhile you go you see all these people you have an anxiety attack whatever that looks like whatever that sounds like for you and now you messed up your night you messed up their night like it's just not worth it um and I've and honestly I feel like it's a sense of pride that goes into that and again this is this isn't even me judging this is me bringing up thoughts of myself um and really this whole episode is for me um just having the guts to say all that I went through so that like anxiety can legit be like in a chest locked and just buried at the bottom of the ocean um but I do I feel like it's prideful when you know or you're aware or you have a gist of what bothers you and what sets your triggers and you don't change it. I feel like it's prideful because you think that you have the power enough to to change your situation. Meanwhile, you know that your lifestyle and your day-to-day, that nothing is changing. You know that. You can see that. You know, if 
you know that if you're constantly dealing with these attacks and you're constantly going through this thing and through that thing, then clearly it's not working. So you need to try a different approach. It's not about, well, I think I can handle it and I wanted to try to handle it. No, you have to have attacked it because if it's an anxiety attack as if you were at war, I mean, whether that sounds dramatic or not, I feel like it's apropos. But if you were at war and somebody was attacking you, if you was at a fight, like a regular old, like, knock if you buck, fight outside. And somebody said, meet me outside. You would want a strategy. You would need a strategy in order to win. That's just not no, oh, I'm just going, you know, like, oh, with the flow, we just going to see. No, you would need to know, like, hey, my enemy the person I am up against, my opponent. What are their weak spots? What are ways that I can get it, get around these things so I don't have to deal with this thing blow for blow and ultimately I could be the winner? The same thing that that happens like with your physical eye, how we literally see people fighting all the time and wars happen all the time and you have war movies. All this stuff, uh, the same way that stuff happens, it like the same thing happens with your mind. You, when you are at war with your mind, okay, what are things that you know are true? Things that you know that you could try to get around and then figure out ways and remedies um, to try to figure out those things. Um, but something that I, I learned, again, very, very, very recently, like last week, I learned that helped me, again, coming from my husband, I had to record myself. I never wanted to do that because I didn't understand self-talk. Like, I talk to myself and I pray. And sometimes it's majority of the time, those are combinations to each other. Um, But like to hype me up like an episode of Insecure, uh, that's not me. Because I always feel stupid even though nobody's watching. So I never did that. But when I finally like took, literally took the phone out, used the camera on my phone and press record instantly. Yeah, I felt stupid. I felt stupid. I felt nervous because I was like, uh, I don't want to say anxiety. Like, I don't want to say it again um, because I don't want to relive all this stuff. I don't want to feel no type of way. So, uh, but once I got like into it, like three seconds into it, I felt so much better because it was me and I did it on a selfie so I could see myself in real time. It was my voice, my encouragement, my perspective. You know, it's different when other people tell you something compared to when you say something to yourself. Um, So, yeah, it was me. It was all about me. And I could hear, you know, me give me this pep talk that I needed. And y'all, when I say like it helped, like I strongly suggest, even if you think it's as stupid as I thought it was or as weird or whatever, I I do it. Just try it. Like, what do you have to lose? You know what I'm saying? At this point and talk until you give yourself as much encouragement um, and as as much as you would need. (laughs) Give yourself as much advice as you would need, as you would want, and talk until you make yourself feel better. And then it'll get to the point and say that word, anxiety. Um, because you're addressing the now, not, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily think to do it at your lowest moment, but even if that works for you, I mean, again, Hey, what could it hurt? Um, 
but it's just just something like something is better than nothing because if you're still dealing with anxious thoughts then um obviously the way that things have been going are not beneficial they haven't been as productive as they could be need to be you know or things like that so it's like why not just do it this way and i feel that um ultimately anxiety being anxious really comes from you just you believing in your heart of hearts that you're gonna fail you're just like i just know i'm gonna fail i just know that um i just know that god's not gonna catch me i know that i'm just gonna be out back and the worst of the worst is going to happen and even though i have to continue to remind myself these things all the time is impossible like impossible for god to ever fail period like period (laughs) he will never fail he will never fail you he'll never fail anybody he will never fail at anything anything that you feel like isn't happening in your life that's not god's failures that's our shortcomings and those are the things that we have to unpack in our own way at our own time with God's assistance and guidance, of course. But you will not fail. He will not fail you. Um, You will not die. Uh, Because I know that those attacks can feel like, and again, I haven't even had the worst of the worst. But you will not, like the worst will not happen as long as you give it to God. As long as you put yourself in the right situations and you ask God for guidance, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Like, who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to see? God will take care of you um, completely and utterly. Like, I I promise you, um, I just, I promise you that. Um, so yeah, this, this is just a, a little a little touch a little taste because i know that we all we all hear it all the time and we hear it we see it we know people like it's at the point where it's not even questionable we know people who deal with these things and it's like with the midst of covid or um or anything any level of life that you're dealing with it's like uh, i kind of understand you know my mind is on the fritz like I get it now. It's worth. It's a topic that's worth um, being discussed. And I remember um, in my youth group uh, at City Church, Richmond, Virginia, formerly uh, known as Mountain Blessings Christian Center, and they said that fear was an acronym, and fear is false evidence appearing real. That's all that it is. Um, Anything that you are fearful of is something that that looks like something, but it's not it. And anxiety and fear are pretty much one and the same. And if it's something that's false, it's appearing real, then it's not. It's not true. And anything that's not true definitely should not have reign over your life. So I am just here to encourage you whoever this is for i love you you're definitely like you're a beast like you're beast mode especially if you're listening to it on this podcast and if you got to like this long like pretty much the whole thing then you're dead like you're definitely a thousand percent going to beat this 
Um, it's a process, yes, but commit yourself to it. Commit yourself to the change for the better, the same way that you have been committing yourself to aiding and abetting the anxiety to begin with. If you want change, like go for the change, fight for the change, and it will come, I promise you. Um, but with all that being said, uh, reach out to me, give me feedback, um, any advice, the things that I, that I learned along the way, I just share my gems. Um, because we're all, again, this one big happy family and what good is it that one person is doing better than the other? We're a part of this whole community, which is called the world and we should all want better you know, for one another. So remember to remember that um, positive actions lead to positive results. So I love you. This is Stacey Mays signing off.